opportunities were starting to just launch and everything was looking good. And he, he said, Michael, come over here. And he was sitting in our living room and he said, I am so impressed by you. However, may I give you a word of caution? I said, absolutely. He <laughs> said, you. in my pursuit for material success, I lost my children. I lost my wife. I lost everything that actually matters in this world. Please, please, please don't make the same mistake. I'll, I'll say as a caveat here, like I'm not prone to forsaking my family. I love my family. They're my whole world. But I am so grateful that someone with experience and wisdom who had gone the path before understood that in order to give of yourself, you have to have a foundation. Amen. Let's go! You are listening to the Heath Fluids Podcast. And we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the Second Chance Coach, Michael David Huey. Welcome to another session of the Heat Fluence Podcast. Actually, today is a great day. I've actually been able to, this is my second podcast I've been able to record today. Um, I got a little bit wiser as I did these podcasts instead of, uh, you know, worrying about one every week. I think my, my podcast guy said to me, what got into you? And I said, you know, I sat down and I wrote out some names of some people I wanted to have on my podcast. And I said, I'm going to bother them until they say yes, right? Michael can tell you that, right? Like, you <laughs> You know, you you, um, you you say, hey, are you did you schedule yet? Hey, did you schedule yet? And I it was really funny. I was right before we got on here. I was talking with my I was texting with my friend Laura Wilder, um, who actually lives in St. Pete. She's I I, I told Michael I, I've been having goosebumps just about when I mentioned a name of the impact of people that we're making in our lives and how um, you know Michael when he has his little segment on Breakfast with Champions, it was like really you guys make me follow those type of people like those people come in <laughs> and they say all these things and then you want me to follow them. Right. Like, like it was really funny today. I had a call, um, um, with my friend, Ashley Faye, and she, she's just an incredible human. Uh, she's, I'm, she asked me to speak at her conference. I'm speaking at her conference. And then my friend, Tama Andrus is having a conference. I'm speaking at her conference. I just have, and I have three or four other ones that have asked me and, and, you know, it, it's funny. We want to say yes to everything, right? Michael, we want to say yes to everything, but, but God said he gave us ears to hear eyes to see and a heart that's receptive to his plans and his purposes. Right. And um, I'm rereading a book that I read when I was in my 20s um, and in my late 30s and now again in my 50s called Boundaries by Townsend and Cloud. And and to me, I was telling Michael a couple of my favorite books, you know, uh, Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. And this book, Boundaries by Townsend and Cloud, allows me to think about what I'm doing, not just make radical decisions. Yes, yes. Just always saying yes, right? It's like when I got asked to be a part of this PhD program, my pastor said to me, I don't think you're supposed to do that. He said, I don't think you need to do that. And then they came back and said, well, we're going to nominate you for, for an honorary PhD. It may or may not happen. And, and, and I realized that my identity was not in what that said, but my identity was in the plans and the purposes and the callings that God has for me. And I shared with Michael before we got on a little bit about some dreams I had prior to COVID. You know, even like with my wife, my wife decided she wanted to go back to work after what happened to us in 2018, 20. She didn't have to. She decided to go back because she felt like that 
that was God's calling. Who am I as a man when my wife says, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. And then, then we realized the provision behind it, Michael. We realized that, you know, she had a, de- a degenerative bone disease that she needed surgery. And when you're an entrepreneur and you pay for surgery out of pocket, let me just tell you, it's not a, a small amount that you pay for, right? I don't care how rich you are. Surgeries are great to be able to pay cash for, but when you don't have to pay anything for them, let me just tell you, you can do a lot more with the money to build the kingdom and do the things in your business, invest in, in people. And like my wife said, invest in, she goes, hey, we can invest the money that we would invest in a surgery in the in human trafficking and and to, to, to for you to go to conferences and pour into speakers and, you know, bless them, right? And so I think when you do that, like when I listened, I, I don't know Michael well, but I, I believe I know him well after today. Um, I believe that him and I are heart-minded, right? Not just like-minded, but we're heart-minded. We, we, our mind are set on the things of God and, and the place where he's planted us at to be able to do this. And it was really funny. What I, I, I said, I said to Michael is like, you know, I don't, I don't really read a lot of people's bios. And if you, and, and as you get to know, Michael, you'll see, he's kind of funny. He's not kind of funny. He's really funny. I'll just say that. <laughs> and you can't see this. So we can see each other because we're doing this on zoom, but we, so that way we can use these as little promos for when the podcast goes live. Um, and it's really funny. I, I, I love how people and how people use their personality to reach people in a way that other people are unable to reach them. You know, it's like, I believe that my call with Ashley today uh, radically changed the way she thinks about herself, you know, and about her conference and the, and the encouragement that she has. And she even said, after we were done, she's like, wow, she goes, um, I'm going to raise my prices. Wow. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I, I was thinking maybe I just had a hundred people and I have room for 300. Maybe I'll start looking as if I can sell 150 to 300 more tickets. And I was like, awesome. That call was worth the call, right? That call was worth taking time to, 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 to do that. And so Michael, what I like about him is, um, he's a business and marketing strategist. Um, and he, and he works with small and medium sized businesses, you know, uh, up to fortune 500 companies, right. Helping them bridge the gap when it comes to marketing and sales, which I'm going to take advantage of his knowledge and his wisdom, um, and, and learn from him. You know, it's, I think one of the things for me in business is, is um, my my coach, this is a funny story. My coach says to me yesterday, um, he's 26 years old. He's half my age. And um, he says, you know, he, he brings up a name, Stephen Kuhn. Okay. Michael knows Stephen Kuhn. And, and, and I'm, and, and literally I had just texted Stephen the day before, right? Like there's no coincidence in any of that, right? There's no coincidence in it. And so I, I was like, and, 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 you know, Mike and, and Steven said, if Israel is a friend of yours, you're a friend of mine, let's make it happen. And then I looked 15 minutes later, he had scheduled a time for us to talk and one for us to do a podcast interview. And it's funny um, when you think about Michael, Michael, he's, a, he's a keynote speaker, he's a best-selling author, you know, as he would say, yada, yada, blah, 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 blah. Right. Cause he's a funny guy. Right. Um, and, and I think what he likes is he says, you know, he likes teaching people how to live a happy, fulfilled life. And so Michael's real. Thank you so much, my brother. I am super excited to have you here and to know that I have a new friend um, and you also have an awesome first name. So we can, we can, you know, we can be brothers forever. So thank you. And, and what a power name it is, right? Isn't it? But- <laughs> 
It is. <laughs> thanks, it thanks so is. much for having me, man. This is this is a pleasure. It's an honor. That's good. So so I told Michael that how I got kind of convicted of how I did these. I had like all these questions written out, and I was gonna, you know, and I started doing it at the beginning, and then it just got to be. I was like, oh, we're asking the same questions all the time. And then I had Eric Thomas, my friend Eric Thomas, and I had Tim Story on my podcast. And I started I started realizing that it wasn't about that. It was about letting God lead and guide us and direct us, and for the time that people needed and what they needed. And so I, I just did a podcast earlier today with my, with another friend of ours from breakfast with champions, uh, uh, Janie Lacey. And she is uh, here in Orlando close to me, which is really awesome. My wife and I are going to try to, to connect with her. You know, it's funny how if you, and I'll say this, if you're not on clubhouse, man, you need to get with it. Sorry. If you have an Android or like a Samsung or something like that. Um, I don't know if you, it was really funny this morning. I, first time in ever, like I had somebody trying to log in on my, uh, my Instagram from Tampa. And I was like, they got a Samsung, the poor sucker. They can't log into my account from a Samsung. Right. I just booked reject. Right. And, yeah. and, and, it, and it's like, so the people that you meet on clubhouse allow you to build deep, strong relationships. Like I just told Michael, like, I mean, I don't, I can't imagine my life, what it had been like. And I'll, I'll finish with this before Michael shares the story is I came out of a prayer and fasting for 20, uh, 21 days. And, um, I had used Facebook ads during, <clears throat> during, uh, the election and normally the same ads, same th- stuff that made us, you know, 50 to a hundred thousand dollars every five days made us nothing. And they weren't giving us our money back. And I was like, well, really? Like, it's the same thing, but you guys, here's what's happening. And I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to focus on that. I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he's like, fast. And I fasted and then came clubhouse and then came relationship after relationship. Glenn Lundy, the people that, that are in his show, friends, business, big business, big business partners, stuff of people that, that, you know, people wanting to hire me, people wanting to pick my brain, people wanting to collaborate. And I think mm-hmm. that that's, what's been the biggest thing for me. And what I would like to hear Michael from you is, is, is who is Michael? You know, who, who, what's your story, where you came from, things you're doing now. And, uh, so that, I mean, I'm going to be selfish a little bit. I told him that, you know, I wanted to get to know him. And usually what my wife and I do, we usually listen to these the next day before I put them in the Google drive. And we just, we, we don't really care. No, I'm kidding. We do care if people listen, but we, we, we feel like we learn the most out of these relationships and conversations. So, so thank you brother for sharing with me. Thank you. Um, and thank you for your warmth. Uh, I think we all need a little more warmth in the world today, don't we? Thank you. So, um, you ask who I am and I will start with this. I believe that I am a passionate lifter. And let me explain. You you had mentioned it a little bit earlier. Great. I've done all these things, but I am not these things. Right. Um, and, and so when it comes down to like, what is my identity? Like, who am I? What I realize, and, and as I look back in retrospect to, to my childhood, being a teenager, a young adult, to who I am now, um, there is this God-appointed blessing gift that has rung true through all of those time periods. And it is that I find most joy and fulfillment and peace in my life when I'm helping bring relief to others. So as a kid, I was the class clown. I love making people laugh. Really? Uh, (laughs) Can you tell? (laughs) You know, like I just love making people laugh. And I'm so grateful that I was able to grow up in a, in a in a household with some culture. You know, my father's from Italy, my mom's from Portugal, um, where they had a sense of humor. It was a little bit different than I think your homegrown kind of North American humor. Uh, it's very observational. Uh, it's very body language. I love to make people laugh. I love to do voices as a kid. I was, you know, uh, uh, all these sorts 
to things. And but I but as I look back to that time period now, I realize it was because I enjoyed knowing that for a brief moment, even if it was just a brief moment, somebody could forget about what they were going through and I could bring them just a little bit of joy. And that carried on through, you know, high school, young adult, all of those things all the way up till today. So the way I speak, the way I talk to people, the way I you know, do certain things. It's all, it all leads back to what I believe father in heaven has blessed me with and charged me with the mission, the purpose of being a passionate lifter. I love, love, love seeing other people shine. Inherent in that is I don't need to be in the front. I don't need to be in the spotlight. So when, when you asked me for a bio and I said, yeah, and then there's keynote speaker and blah, blah, blah. Don't get me wrong. I love that. I have the opportunity to do those things that I've been blessed with the, the talents to be able to do that. But I, but I'm also not defined by that. Like, I don't feel like, I, oh, well, look at me. I'm, you know, like, who just cares? like getting a PhD, right? Like, I'm not going to, like my pastor said, you're, it's not going to define you. You don't need it to define who you are, right? A hundred percent. And, and I also learned, I continue to learn, I should say each day I learn that I think I learn a new aspect of this. When you help others and you, you strive for selflessness. And by the way, little side note here, I am not mother Teresa. Okay. Like I am not, you know, I don't want you to think like, I'm just like going to some, you know, we, we, everything in stride, right? But like, you know, I don't run a nonprofit or anything like that. There are people who have the abilities and the gifts to do that sort of work. But what I've learned is as I strive to give, as I strive to serve with the right intent and mindset, I am edified. Like you cannot get God. He is always blessing you. And when you think you are providing a blessing to someone else, you're still being blessed. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's kind of a weird full circle. And so I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm thrilled by that. In business, yes, I marketing strategist, uh, entrepreneur, multiple companies, all these sorts of things, husband, father, you know, I, but, but each one of those things is a component that adds to the tapestry of who Michael Cirillo is, which is I am a child of God and he has sent me here, has given me an earthly home with parents kind and dear. And, and so my, my, my petition when I wake up in the morning is lead me, guide me, walk beside me, help me find the way, right? Similar to your sentiments, Michael, teach me all that I must do. Teach me all that I must be to live with you again someday. Like that is none of this matters. What does it matter? You, you know, and I'll share a quick story with you. Uh, one of my, um, I guess he would be my second cousin. Nope. Sorry. My first cousin once removed. However, the genealogy pans out. He is my mom's first cousin. Um, they had lost, my mother had lost contact with him when, when my mother immigrated to Canada, she was six, five, six years old. And she had obviously cousins in, in Portugal. They're from the islands in Portugal, the, the Azores islands. And after having not returned to Portugal for about 40 years, my mom finally went back to Portugal and she says, I have to find my cousin Manuel. Well, over the years, Manuel had risen to prominence. He's actually the, the he, he is the man who designs the, um, you know, Olympic gold medals. He designed Ronald Reagan's inaugural medal. I think a couple other presidents, very well to do, very sought after for his skill set. He did very, very, very well for him, for himself. Well, my mother tracked him down in Portugal. He lived in this big compound 
He had basically shut himself in because every family member in all of these years that had ever sought him out were there for what? The Money. cheddar. I want the cheddar. Man, he's rich. Look at this. He's got a guest house. He's got a big house here in the lot. He has a plantation and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so when my mom finally tracked him down, he assumed that she was there for the same reason and wouldn't give her the light of day until she said, no, we're, we are fine. I am not here for your money. I could care less about your money. I am here to have a relationship with you. Long story short, we develop, we rekindle a relationship with Manny. He ends up coming to um, live in the United States in, in Nevada because he gets a job doing something there. And, and he came to visit us for Thanksgiving once. I think, yeah, Thanksgiving. I almost said Easter. No, it was Thanksgiving. I want to make sure I remember correctly. And, and he sat down and this was right at a point in my career where I had basically overcome demons of my past. I went through about a 10 year stint of severe suicidal depression. Uh, my depression triggered feelings of unworthiness, right? That's I, I'm going to hell. I'm doomed. Like that's how it hit me. But I was just coming out of this. I was heavily invested in personal development. I was feeling better than I'd ever felt. My career opportunities were starting to just launch and everything was looking good. And he, he said, Michael, come over here. And he was sitting in our living room and he said, I am so impressed by you. However, may I give you a word of caution? I said, absolutely. Yeah. He said, you. in my pursuit for material success, I lost my children. I lost my wife. I lost everything that actually matters in this world. Please, please, please don't make the same mistake I did. Mm. Now, I'm not prone. I'll, I'll say as a caveat here, like I'm not prone to forsaking my family. I love my family. They're my whole world. But I am so grateful that someone with experience and wisdom who had gone the path before understood that in order to give of yourself, you have to have a foundation. Amen. And I think about that quite frequently. You know, now that I'm talking about it, I'm sure I'll think about it again during my commute home back from the office today, where, where it is, you have to focus on what matters most. So all of the accolades, like you were saying, the PhD, what does any of that really matter if I lost my family in the process? Yep. And let me go one step further. What does it matter how many other people I helped if I did not first help those who God had blessed me with their tender care and concern. Oh, it's so good you brought that up, Michael, because I'll, I'll, I'll say this one point in the middle and then you can continue on it. It brings up what happened yesterday at church. So my wife and I traveled back. Um, our previous pastors were retiring, right? And they weren't retiring because they don't believe in retirement. They're just moving on from the five years that they were supposed They were supposed to be at the church one year. They stayed five and now it's their right. time to move on, right? Yep. And the pastor said, you know, if you don't have your home and intact with your kids and your wife, what is your ministry life, life like, right? And then it brought back a remembrance of my friend, Cody Jefferson, who was a pastor. It was all his life. His home was out of order. And one day he came home and his wife said, um, you're married. You're not married to Jesus. You're married to the church. And <laughs> right. she said, I'm taking your kids and we're leaving. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And he lost everything because it, it, the Bible, the Bible wasn't written for us just to read it. It's, it's reality. It's real. His home was unbalanced and, and his ministry was not what he was supposed to be. Now he's recovered from that and, you know, got remarried and his, his wife and him are friends and his current wife are friends and things changed. But like you said, you miss those. I mean, imagine if your mom had never reached out to, uh, you know, your your cousin and what would have what would your life had been like had that not happened? Such such pivotal, such wisdom at a, such a pivotal moment in my life. 
You've said this word a couple of times, Michael, that I that I really want to touch on. Um, you said you, that no coincidences, and I am with you 100 <laughs> zillion percent. Don't fact check me on the number, but a, a, a lot of percentage on this one. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in divine designing. How in the world, like most people might say, well, the reason Michael and Michael, <laughs> sounds like a bad 80s sitcom, by the way, the Michael and Michael. There uh, <laughs> comes the comedy. Oh, no. <laughs> what have we done? Um, but but most people will take face value and say, well, the reason that Michael and Michael know each other is because uh, of Clubhouse. Yeah, but let's let's like break that apart for a minute. That's good. Do you know what I mean? Like there are decisions you made in your life that have compounded through the corridors of time in it in the same time that I'm making choices and decisions in my life that are leading me down a certain path that lead us both to a place where when somebody else who made the decisions that led them to creating Clubhouse, see, these are all different... Choose your own identities, different identities leading to one non-coincidental thing. Yeah. Yeah. All of all I can say. And and by the way, and that you were in a place mentally and spiritually, physically prepared to be on that app with good intention. And I was prepared to be on this app with good intention. See, It's not about the app. The app isn't the meeting place. The fact that we were both in a place with the right purpose, the right timing, the right mindset, all of these things. And, and I'm just going to throw it out there, but none of us are that good. So no. God must be involved. Not me. <laughs> Not I don't me. have enough faith to believe that God wasn't involved. I, I'm, 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 my pastor's, Michael's doing a, a sermon on the league of the, the least likely, right. right? Like, just look at all the people in the Bible, right? Like he, 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 I, he asked us to all pick one of these people and I picked Mordecai and I had no idea. <laughs> I looked at the life of Mordecai and right. was completely it, a non, what the people would say is he wasn't Peter, James or John or anybody like that. But one person that significantly changed the direction of the kingdom of God. Right. Saving, you know, taking, I mean, think about this, taking on a, 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 his his brother's daughter, Esther, who is my wife's favorite biblical person, right? right. Yep. And telling her to go, you know, what her husband had planned and all, I mean, just everything and how he never, it was never to elevate him, but yet God continued to elevate him and elevate him. But he kept it, you know, they brought him clothes and he's like, no, I'm good. You know, give those to people who need him. Right. And it was like this person who saw God's plan and purpose, and it just elevated him to the place where he did. And all he did was be humble and obedient. Mm. I was like, wow, as you were saying that, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. And so, you know, what's so interesting about that too. I, you know, humble obedience, you know, obedience is so interesting to me as well, because because you can be like one of two mindsets on that. It's like either I keep the commandments or I don't. And if I don't keep the commandments, what happens? So many people think they are evil. <laughs> Why in the world then did the creator of the universe, he, he obviously saw something in you to come to come here and die for you to pay 100%. the price, his infinite atoning sacrifice. And so, you know, everything about this conversation makes me just think about how perfect of an example, how perfect of a, of a demonstrator the savior is. Is. Not was, is. is. He's still playing an active part in all of our lives. In, in, in every single area. Like that. Every and single you, area. Yeah. I mean, because as you were saying about, you know, divine connections and divine appointments, yeah. it's, 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 it's revelation. It's refreshing, right? So. Yeah. God, God, you know, for those that don't believe that God speaks to us anymore, I would submit that he's speaking to us more than we can even recognize. Um, you know, here's an example of that. At Christmas time, and I'm sure all of us have had an experience like this, but around Christmas time, 
um, here in the city, they, there's one neighborhood that just goes all out with their Christmas lights. So we said, okay, family activity. Let's get in the car. We'll, in we'll Canada, go grab. Right? You're in Canada, Michael. I'm in Canada. Yeah. Yep. So I said, let's hop in the car. We'll go check it out. We're going to go grab some McDonald's. Yes, yes, yes. Now, before you judge me about McDonald's. <laughs> He knows. Oh. I think the reason he's saying is because he knows I'm doing 75 hard, and 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 I, have, <laughs> I, I speed I speed by every. And, and yeah, I mean, as you a nutritionist, let's be. Let's just say we're not perfect, right? So so, but well, you know, look, I'm no mathematician, but 99 billion hamburgers sold means you're a liar. Yeah, you're you say a liar. you don't eat if there. You don't go to McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, you're lying. <laughs> so we stop by McDonald's. Now McDonald's. Ha- it, this is so interesting. Speaking about divine design, not coincidences. We roll up to the drive-through because we're not allowed to go inside anywhere right now and we roll up to the drive-thru our kids order we order and they say hey there's a coupon like if you do that and it was really confusing i'm not gonna lie it wasn't a simple like get 25 percent off <laughs> mcdonald's donuts it was like if you buy this meal and then we take that drink and it was weird i don't understand it but <laughs> yeah, i was laughing I, yeah. to my wife i'm like i don't even understand what's happening what just right happened? now yeah, yeah. So anyways, it was between like a Big Mac you could choose or six of their new donuts they're trying to roll out. And I said, well, we don't need more burgers. Let's get the donuts. So I say donuts, please. We go to the next window. They hand us our stuff. We pull forward like I think everybody does when they go to McDonald's to open the bags and just make sure and take inventory. A lot of the time it's not right. Yeah. Yeah, And a lot of the time it's not right. Well, in this instance, it was not right. They gave me the Big Mac. And at first, my little son, Tristan, who's growing, he like a, like a, I don't even know, like I'm the chia pet. We just poured (laughs) water on a chia pet. He's just (laughs) sprouting. He says, I'll I'll have the, I'll take the extra burger. And I'm like, bro, you're already eating a burger with the fries and the, the." no, we're good. So you're not allowed to dine in, but I could obviously walk in to to order to take out. So I took the burger, I brought it in and I said, Hey, um, we got the burger. We ordered the donuts. You can have it back. No, sorry, sir. We can't take the food back. You've got an extra burger, but here's your donuts. I'm like, great. So I, as I'm walking to the car, just hang on here, folks. There's a point to this. We know. Um, As I'm walking to the car, a thought enters my mind. See if somebody can eat this. See if somebody needs this. See if somebody could use this. Well, I live in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. It gets so cold here in the winter that Fahrenheit and Celsius start to meet up. Like we're talking minus 40. Trust me, I've been there. Okay. I I went to Toronto. I went to Toronto a couple years ago and I remember going through this horrendous stuff at the border. Yeah. And I go to to get my coat out because it was like minus 40 Celsius or whatever. And I was like, (laughs) really? And I break my coat and, and there's, and there's, there's snow drifts, you know, 15 feet high. And, and, and of course I'm like, oh, now what are we going to do? And, and Tammy's like, oh, I'll take you to this store. And I walk in and I see the first set of coats are like $300 for a coat, right? <laughs> She's like, oh, we can go in the back. They've got some other ones. I said, Tammy, I'm going to wear this coat like this week. I live in Florida. I may yeah. use it like, you know, five <laughs> times more in my life, right? Maybe. Right? Hey, but in fairness, a $300 Canadian coat is like $25 US. <laughs> I know. That's the only bad problem. But So she took me in the back. I got one for 100 But yeah, I, I get it. There you go. Yeah. 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 So it's cold. So what does my chattering brain immediately do? Nobody's going to be outside and standing asking for food in this. For a hamburger, yeah. So we bring it to, we bring it to, I I say, okay, we got the burger. Should we see if somebody can use it? Well, nobody's going to be, I just feel like, okay, fine. Let's just hang on to it for a few minutes. We'll see. What are the chances, my dear friend, that we pull out of the McDonald's parking lot and at the very first intersection is a man holding up a sign? Please help. I'm starving. Roll down the window. (whistles) Sir, here you go, sir. Merry Christmas. God bless. 
us. What are the chances? There's no such thing as coincidences. No. Now, here's my point. All of us, all of us have experiences like this. Maybe you're driving home. Maybe you're listening to this while you're driving home today and you see somebody pulled over on the side of the road with their hazards and you get that thought. I should check to see if they're okay. How many times? And this is not meant to feel make anybody feel bad. Rather, it's to demonstrate that God does has not ceased speaking to his children. Amen. Whatever inspires, invites, or entices us to do good, I believe is from God. So that's that's and, so good you brought that up because it just brought back memories, Michael. I um, when I lived in Clearwater, there was a guy that that went from one bottom of Florida coast all the way up to Tallahassee, and he carried this cross. He drug it and it was this massive cross, and he was dressed like Jesus. And I was I'd see him sitting there, but no one would ever talk to him. Mm-hmm. And I just went over and talked to him, and he said, "I'm doing this because God told me to do it." And the most important thing is the conversations that I have with people who pull up and just want to talk to me. Because even though you have a calling or or you know on your life, it's like my wife, you know, uh, no matter what your success is, none of us are promised tomorrow. Right. The the most important thing that we do is what we can get done today in the people's lives that we can impact today. You know, it, it's it's even you know um, I have a friend of mine, um, Jewish friend of mine um, that um, I just text all the time. Hey, I'm praying for you. Hey, I'm praying for you. Right. And she said to me today, she said, you have no idea what that means to me. She said, no one ever tells me that, yeah. you know? So the, 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 the opportunity is always there for us to do it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, it's you, 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 you took it back to the beginning when I said obedience is when you know that something's going to do it. And then you just walk it out knowing that, Hey, maybe I drive a hundred yards and some guy's holding a sign that says, Hey, I'm starving. Right. right. You know, and you give them my, my wife and I do it all the time. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll have food and we're going on a trip and we'll get out and there's the guy on the corner saying, Hey, I'm super hungry. Vietnam vet starving. Right. She'll get in the cooler, take stuff out and give it. Most people just drive by. They don't even think about it. Right. They don't realize that that one yeah. time the impact they can make. And that's just it. Impact. You don't know what that does for them. Just a moment in that individual's life that now shifts the trajectory of their life. It's like, um, um, you know, my nephew is a pilot and he'll tell you if you're traveling at a certain, in a certain direction at a certain speed and you deviate just one degree, you can end up somewhere hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles away from where you intended. Yeah. So the same thing in this individual's life. You see, it's not about us providing the service. It's about the fact that, that as long as human beings exist on this planet, God intends for his children to help each other, to bless each other, to be angels. You know, uh, uh, one of my favorite passages in the Bible, and this might sound really weird, but just again, go with me for Some of my favorite passages in the Bible are in Luke, Luke's account of uh, the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm. And there's some key phraseology that I really love. You see, Jesus came to earth with a mission and he would not leave the earth until that mission was fulfilled. And so here we are now at this crowning event of his life's mission to atone, to take upon him the sins, trials, tribulations, challenges, imposter syndrome, fear, like you name it. He takes it upon himself in this garden. He suffers. He bleeds from every pore. So this is really essentially his darkest hour. And what does he say? Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, thy will be done. Amen. And guess what happens? And heaven sent angels to lift him up and strengthen him. Amen. Didn't take away the challenge, but sent angels to lift him up. And then in his darkest hour, he still finds opportunity to teach us an everlasting lesson. It says, 
And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly. I'll tell you what, when I was overcoming depression, I felt like God was ashamed of me. I gave up doing things that I was raised to know to do, like pray more earnestly, like do good, serve others. I, I forsake those things. All these years later, as I look back to that, those, that time of dealing with de severe suicidal depression, thinking back to the moments where I'm sitting on the cliffs of West Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, looking out into the ocean saying, is today the day that I just disappear into the abyss? Okay. Mm. When I look back to that, here's what I realize. The, the Savior has taught us, demonstrated, and equipped us with everything we need to live a happy and fulfilled life. Mm. I, turn, I turned my back on him. He never once turned his back on me. As I look back, I can see that he so tenderly carried me through those moments with lessons and insights that I could understand at the time. Yeah, that's that's when you, Michael, when you think about that, you know, it's funny. Um, a lot of people are scared. Like next weekend, uh, my wife and I are teaching uh, a course at our church on deliverance and freedom. Mm. And when and when you talk about that in, in general terms, it, it scares people like, oh, you know, I've been raised in, in this faith and they don't believe in that or whatever. But when yeah. you see the fruit of it, right, and how like like for me, back to no coincidence, I'm teaching <laughs> on anger. Okay. If you, I always say this, if you've never, I mean, if you've never had like these angry moments in your life, then God bless you, right? Like you are perfect, right? You're that you remember I told you I've got Italian and Portuguese blood. <laughs> exactly. And 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 you know, and and my wife will say that, you know, I'm not that same person anymore, you know. But right. but there would be times where she would just want to beat the crap out of me, right? And 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 we know that. Like it's just normal, right? And and she's attempted to, I think, before she right. would probably say, but when I when I think about it, I'm I'm like, um, they ask me to teach on anger, right? And I thought, perfect. No coincidence yeah. in that, right? Like nope. I grew up in an angry father's home that everything was was always, you know, about him. Now he's the same way. He's 81. Um, I think the reason I moved closer to him was so that I could help my stepmom, not him, because he's just right. he's a selfish person. Like everybody owes him something. Oh, I worked so hard all my life and now I don't care. Right. But when I look at that, I realize that I don't I don't believe in that word, you know, retire or quit or anybody owes me anything, right? Uh -huh. I believe I owe God everything I have until he takes that breath from me. And, and I, you know, I, I shared this with a friend of mine, with Brian Hess, actually. Um, Brian and I were talking about Ed Milet's, um, uh, where he talks about, you know, he believes that God is creating this perfect version of ourselves, right? Like this Michael. And um, it's it, with all his gifts and all his talents and everything that God put into him. And that one day you, we all have to stand before God. God, and we're going to be shown that person, right? Yeah, and yeah. and Ed said it wakes him up every day and drives him mm -hmm. to be more like that person. He says, I don't know about you, but if you're a believer, a Christian like me, I don't know about you, but when I stand before God, I want that person to be my twin, not a stranger, mm, right? And yeah. I believe the very finite uh, Marilyn Hickey, um, who is a, uh, a, a just a fiery, born again woman, preacher, teacher, right? And she said she she taught me when I was a kid. I was probably eight, eighteen. She I remember less watching her on TV, and she said, um, I, I felt like she was talking to me. She said, um, "There's some of you out there that are young and impressionable, and all of your life is ahead of you. But I want you to never forget that God is in the details. God cares about the very finite small things. 
And so as I'm preparing to teach on anger, I realize that the enemy wants to use this, what the world thinks is a coincidence, right? Which we don't know. We know it's not, right? Yeah. To be able to bring people through my experience of how I overcame those those bouts with anger and, and those things, no coincidence at all. And yeah. so now it's like, I understand it. Like I get it because I see it in other people mm-hmm. and I don't want to be that person. I don't want to see anything like that. I don't, you know, I and I, and I catch myself now. Michael, I, 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 it's, it's like a, it's like a, like a switch, right? I can, I can sense that, you know, the Holy Spirit, like when you went through with depression, you know, depression and anxiety and all of that stuff, spiritual warfare is real, right? Like Mm -hmm. the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy, right? And he comes to, he he only can mess with your mind, your will and your emotions, right? And he preys upon those things. And so for me, I, I totally understand that process of being able to go into, oh, I could very easily be angered about this. Like, really? Like, you know, but I, I, I know that God's peace is 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 upon me and that how I react and respond to circumstances is going to affect not just myself but those people around me. And so to right. teach people how to overcome anger and freedom and how to use that in their lives I believe is no coincidence at all and I'm I'm super excited to teach people at my church what it really means to 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 understand your calling and your perspective on things that you've struggled with all your life and how you've came out of it. I love that. And and think about that too. Like there, there's a perfect tie into those verses because y- you've gone through stuff. And in those moments, others were heaven sent angels to help you through your wife, my wife, I know for a fact. Uh, and now look Thank what God. happens. There are others praying for deliverance. Please remove this cup from me. This challenge is too much to bear. I can't deal with anger. I can't deal with it. And guess who gets to come along? They're praying. And and here comes Michael who who gets to be their heaven sent angel. That's the whole point of this. That's why like, I, I if you can't tell, I'm pretty passionate about this topic because I think what I'm is glad we talked about matter? it. You kidding me? Yeah. Like, why does anything else matter? Who cares that I'm a marketing strategist or own a business or anything if none of this is a part of that? If it's yeah. not an integral no, part of that? That's 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 good. Why don't we finish with this? Um, why don't you just tell me a little bit about what? And I kind of feel like I just want to know this. I'm not being selfish, but I hope that all of you sure. will listen and understand this. Is like, what does a day look like? Let's just finish with this because I feel like it's important. I wrote this down. What does a day look like? in the life of Michael Thrill. I wake up early, not like Glenn Lundy early, but <laughs> early for if you me. Guys, if my, Michael's actually laughing because he said this on, on like <laughs> numerous times on Breakfast with Champions. Like I wake up early and, and he says it, not Glenn Lundy early. Sorry, Glenn. He always says, sorry, Glenn, but not 5.30 or 5 o'clock or like, I think and I Glenn's feel like we need like three or something. Yeah, no, no listen, man. We, we need a disclaimer. Glenn's got eight kids, seven of which are under the age of 12. It's because he never went to sleep. Yeah. And I, and I think, and you know, and, and nothing against Glenn, if you're listening, Glenn, um, you, you will not be able to go on the rest of your life, only sleeping three and four and five hours. It just, I mean, it, it doesn't matter how strong you are with your faith or how much you are close to God. Your health is definitely affected by how much you sleep. Don't, and, don't let him hear this, man. He will say challenge accepted. Oh, uh, I know. Well, trust me. He's, he's young enough now, Michael, just wait. <sighs> <laughs> just wait when you get to 50 or when you get to your late 40s things change Something happens me. yeah, I, oh, yeah. I, 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 mean, I, I used to sleep three and four and five hours and run through brick walls but i'm 53 oh, you and when, I, when I started my business 
Yeah, 100%. When I started my business, um, it was, you know, people think there's no way you can work 18 hours in a day. And I'm here to tell you, you can work 18 hours in a day. I knew that if, so I was living on the West Coast at the time, three hour time difference to where you are now on the East Coast. I knew that, I see, I would wake up at five in the morning. And if I went to bed before I could say good morning to my friends on the East Coast, I knew that I had gone to bed too early. And and, and I turned into a zombie. Like I learned really quickly. So what is a day in, in the life look like for me now? I wake up, I pray. I, uh, I, um, I don't actually exercise in the morning. I find my routine works better in the evening. I like to use exercise as a decompressant. We'll get to that. So uh, I wake up, I write in my journal. I've always, since I can remember, written in a journal, just stream of consciousness, get my thoughts out. What am I grateful for um, and why? I like to write very purpose-driven gratitude. For example, it's one thing for, uh, and, and people that don't get the power out of gratitude or maybe are not feeling the effects of it, I would just add this in here. Um, I used to not either, especially when I was coming out of depression. I was like, gratitude, oh, cool. Thanks. I'm grateful for this podcast. Cool. You know, we really that a lot of our gratitude is superficial because it's very easy for anybody to say, well, I'm grateful for Michael for inviting me on this podcast. Why? Uh, 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 um, yeah, I, it, cause, cause <laughs> I see that he likes Hurley hats. Like I do like, you know, like it, so yeah. it, it brings it to a new level. So when I write in my journal, I'm writing down gratitude and, and purpose-driven gratitude. I'm so grateful to be on this podcast with Michael because he prayed for me and we had a conversation that edified me. It was a service to me. See, this brings gratitude to a whole new level. So I try and do that. And I spend, you know, five to seven minutes really just kind of, this is how I start my day. I don't look at my phone. I don't bring in the world. I just like to, I, I like to have peace. So I go, I'm not going to get into the particulars of my morning routine, but then I'm off to I spend a little time with the kids, help prepare to get them for school and all that kind of stuff. Off to work kids? I go. How many kids, Michael? Three children, what, two what boys age? and a girl. Two boys and a girl? Uh, 11, almost 12. Well, my, my oldest will be 12 in June. Uh, then my second oldest, so that's Dallin. Tristan is my second oldest son. He uh, turned just turned 10 on March 27th. And then my little girl is Aria, and she just turned eight. Oh, you had him in a good position. That was that was the deal. My wife's like, if we're going to have kids, we got to, I got to be done by the time I'm 30 and let's roll. <laughs> Good so. for you. Um, and you know, it's for me, it's all about having purpose to everything. There's a reason why, and I'm not judging anybody. You do not see me very often on clubhouse throughout the day, because for me, there are other things that I would rather be doing. If that makes sense. Yeah. It could be a season. Maybe, maybe I get rid of those things and they're done with, and they've materialized. Then I go, but I'm just super passionate about what I do for, for a living and serving my clients, so doing the best that I can for my team. I can't listen to chatter in the background because I'll be writing an email to somebody about something, but write transcribing essentially what somebody else is saying in Clubhouse. And then, you know, that that looks weird. So so I like to be focused. In fact, I don't even really listen to music or anything while I work. I'm just like in it. And the reason for that is because when I when I go home, I've learned from my experience that there's no worse feeling than going home feeling like there was more you could have done. So I really just want to make sure that I leave as much on the, the field here that I can so that when I go home, I can be present with my wife and children. I want them to hang off of me. I want them to know that they are more important than my smartphone. I want to hear their story that makes absolutely zero sense. 
I, you know, I want all these things. So we spend some little bit of time as a family. We do family dinner. We do not, you know, we eat dinner as a family. We pray as a family. We read scripture as a family. We get them ready for bed. Then my wife and I uh, go, my wife and I are in bed by like eight o'clock and really? just kind of, just kind of vegging, like not sleeping, like vegging out. Like, okay, we made it, you know, um, hanging out, talking. We, you know, this is, we, bed is kind of like our, uh, not to sanctuary. sound sacrilege, but it's almost Sanc- like our holy holies. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. where we counsel with each other. Yeah. It's where we talk 100%. about what's going on and figure no things TV. out. No TV. Yeah. I, I yep. mean. Meal plan, do whatever and just, you know, and then uh, by by 930, I'm a zombie and uh, don't remember how I fell asleep. Like I'm out. When I'm out, I'm out. Eyes shut, gone. Nice. And it so. sounds like you're a man after after my own heart. You like to sleep. Welcome to so. my boring life. No, no, no. You like to sleep. <laughs> hey, so it is. Well, at least, you, at least we know it. At least we know what you do. So do me a favor before we go. Tell us how people can connect with you and learn more about you and where they can can connect with you more. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Just search for Michael Cirillo. That is where I am actually most active. So if you want to get a glimpse into the meanderings of the dark abyss, which is my brain, that is where uh, that is where I post most frequently. And then, of course, you can hang out with me on Clubhouse. We're in Breakfast with Champions and we have other rooms and I pop into Michael's rooms and and vice versa. And and you can search for me there as well. Michael Cirillo. Awesome. I, I, I say this, Michael, I, I really appreciate your time. I really feel like this was a, a divine appointment for us to finally connect. And, and, you know, it, it's, it's um, funny. I said this, um, I had our friend Niku on the other day and mm-hmm. um, we did not, we didn't get through everything. So we, and her and I ended up having to do part two this week on, oh, on, wow. on, yeah, yeah. It, it was, it, it, she, she actually, we, we were laughing because she said, Michael, she says, do you ever feel like there's this certain people that God puts in your life at the right time? And she said, by the way, I mean, you. <laughs> you know, and she said that just lifts your spirits and encourages right. you. And, and, and you know, it, it, it's, it's when I, when I've, when I've reevaluated who I am now, not who I, you know, I, I said this today to my friend Ashley is that, you know, I said, there's always people that are going to talk about you. It doesn't matter how good of a person you are, you know, but your identity is not in the lies and deceptions that the enemy puts in front of you. Your identity right. is in who God has called you to be. Mm. And so I, I just, as we, as we go off, I just want to say thank you for, uh, being a light in darkness, as you said before, um, being somebody who is is full of integrity and 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 is funny and and allows himself to be used by God to make uh, an impact in the kingdom, not only um, uh, outside but inside, and an impact that will allow uh, many people to see the glory of God. And uh, as I say, as we close every single podcast, I just I, I wanted to thank Michael, but I just want to say, if you're listening, the only way you connect with people like Michael is you go and follow him on LinkedIn. And you, you listen, if you're in breakfast with champions and on clubhouse, you should come in and listen. He talks uh, in there. Um, he gives value. He gives encouragement. Um, you know, Glenn always says, you know, motivation, education, and inspiration. Right. And, and I believe that that's what it's for. It's, it's, it's for that. And it's for the connections of deep. So I always say this when we finish, love God, love people, live with passion and with vision. As I shared with Michael, I had a dream and right before COVID in 2020 and God put blinders on me. And he said that the latter day, of my life were going to be greater than the former days of my life. And if you're listening to my voice today, remember that God is no respecter of people. What he said for me, he can say for you. You all have a choice. We've been given free will to receive it. You have those gifts that have been planted inside of you. It's your chance to let them be manifested and become a reality, to become, to step in from walking in God's permissible will to walking in God's perfect will. So thanks for listening.
listening to another session of the Hefluence podcast. This is Michael Huey. And until the next session, God bless you. Have an amazing rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Hefluence podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. And as always, you can follow Michael on all social media platforms at Michael David Huey or www.michaeldavidhuey.com. Until next time, God bless and take care.